it is my sheer joy and privilege this morning to get to introduce you, one of my best friends in the world, Heather Allen. She's going to be sharing with you, but before she shares, I actually got a few questions answered by her very own son, Gage, before she uh, knew it. I snuck uh, some questions in um, before he got here to Atlanta. So here are a few things that you're going to learn about Heather today. Um, Heather... Or we said, Gage, what is your favorite thing you do with your mom? And he says, go fishing. And I can attest to this because we went fishing yesterday. And she grabbed all the fish, and I just said, good job. Um, what do you love most about your mom? Doing things that I like to do with her. What is your mom's favorite restaurant? Now, this one's interesting. He said Cece's Pizza, Heather. It's his favorite restaurant. Okay, I'm just making sure. We might, we might need to... We might need to work on that. Uh, what does your mom teach you the most about math and stuff? How many pets? Now, this is the best one. How many pets in total has your mom let you have? Now, he literally went and walked around his house and counted all of his current pets. 136 pets. Now you say, how is that possible? Because Heather lets her son basically catch every living thing that he loves, and he creates aquariums and homes for them, and so they have like fish and salamanders and turtles and all these things from all over the place. It's amazing. So 136, so there's a fun fact for you. And he says, um, if he could get you anything for Mother's Day, it would be a necklace. And he says, what's something that your mom says a lot. It's good. I love you. <laughs> Heather, would you come up? If you would, everybody, would you just put your hands together for my dear friend, Heather. She's going to share an incredible word with you today. 136 is a lot, you guys, right? Are you guys awake today? All right, I'm going to need some interaction from you today, all right? Can we do that? Are you sure we can do that? All right, 136, because he has several different fish tanks in his room and things like that. So I'm pretty sure he literally picked every one of those fish and counted them. So it is an honor to be here today with you guys. I just want to, first of all, thank you, Andy and Amy, for having me here. You guys just don't even know what a treasure you have in them. These are some of my very best friends. They've mentored me. They have pastored me. They have been with me through to hell and back. And <laughs> they are a treasure, you guys. You know, we are part of a bigger movement called Every Nation. And they're super well respected within that movement and held at high regard. So I just want you guys to know how much of a treasure you have in Andy and Amy. Can we just give it up for Andy and Amy? So um, as Amy said, I am from High Point, Orlando. Give it up, High Point, Orlando. Some of you have been there. Some of you are from there, which is really exciting for me. And I've been honored and blessed to be a part of High Point, Orlando, since there were six people in a living room planting a church. So I know all about what it means to come here and sacrifice your time and set up the sound system and be here to practice for worship. And it is just an honor to be here and see what you guys are doing here today. So I lead our students at High Point Orlando. I lead our middle school students as well as our high school students. And I also lead our missions department. Where are my Cuba people in here? 
We got a couple, okay. <laughs> we are going back to Cuba this year, and so I am just honored and humbled to be able to do something that I am really passionate about and that God has really um, allowed me to be a part of. So I am a mother. Happy Mother's Day to all of you guys here, or as Pastor Andy would say, Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> you said it again today. <laughs> um, I have a handsome son. His name is Gage. He is eight years old. I think there's going to be a picture on the screen behind me of him. He loves... All things nature, all things creepy crawly. He loves to get dirty, and then we just come in and hose him off. And I love that growing up in Wisconsin. I just absolutely adore um, the things that he's passionate about. So there was a time about three years ago that Gage and I went on a vacation. And we went to a beach, which Florida, in Florida, there are a lot of beaches. And so we were walking on the beach. Oh, you got to take that down for just a second. Okay. <laughs> we're walking along the beach, and as we're walking along the beach, we see these people high up in the air, and they are doing what is called parasailing, which involves you going up into a huge parachute, basically over the water. You're up really, really high, and he's like, Mommy, can we please go parasailing? And I was like, are you sure you really, really want to do that? Because I am afraid of heights, you guys. And I don't know if any of you in here are afraid of heights, but I am deathly afraid of heights. And so my child is saying, Mommy, can we please go up and go parasailing? And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to sacrifice as moms. That's what we do. And I'm going to go parasailing. So we go to the little desk, and we sign up, basically sign our life away. I'm pretty sure there was somewhere in there that we had to sign that says, you know, if a shark chews your face off, you can't blame us for it. So it's like, I'm doing this. Sacrifice. I'm doing this. And we sign our life away, and we start heading for the dock because they're like, in 10 minutes, we are going to leave. So we're walking down the dock, and my child, who was previously begging me, to go parasailing starts losing his mind. And when I say losing his mind, I don't mean just like, hey, mommy, I don't really want to go parasailing anymore. It was more like, I don't want to go parasailing anymore. And I'm like, okay, kid, I just signed my life away for this. I am sacrificing for you, and we are going parasailing. So I am that mom, you guys, who is walking his son, her son down the dock as he's screaming his head off that he does not want to go parasailing. And I'm like, we are going parasailing. We are doing this. So we get onto the boat, and this, we get strapped into the harness. And I'm like, dear Jesus, please save us. And they're like, do you want to get rest? Do you want to, like, be dunked into the water? And I'm like, there are sharks in there. No, I don't want to do that. Um, and the second we get strapped in, the second we lift off from the boat, I see this. Now, I don't know if you guys can really see his face, but his face lit up. It was like the best thing ever. And it was in that moment that I was like, all right, my sacrifice actually produced something here. My sacrifice actually produced joy in him, and he loved it. And we saw sharks. Thank God I said no to dipping down into the water. We saw sharks, and it was in that moment I was like, okay, sacrifice isn't, isn't that awful. We are in a series, you guys are in a series called Love Does, and in this series we are talking about how we are commanded to love, and throughout the Bible there are many actions, distinct actions in scripture that are tied to love, and last week Pastor Andy talked about how love celebrates, that Jesus celebrated 
And the fact that we choose to love, even when we want to choke someone out, as he said, we choose to love. And we have the ability to choose to do that. So this week we are talking about sacrifice and that love sacrifices. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're thinking, that does not sound like fun. <laughs> Can I go back to the Mother's Day Lounge <laughs> and not listen to it? Love sacrifices and how appropriate for Mother's Day, right? That's just what we do. I know the fathers in here sacrifice, but the moms really, really, really sacrifice. Um, when you have a child, you can basically say goodbye to eating hot food ever for the rest of your life, right? Or say goodbye to the luxury of going to the bathroom alone. Yes, there we go in the back. Or showering every day. Sometimes that's a chore, all right? But since my child, as you know, loves creatures, I've learned a lot of interesting facts over the years that he reads in books and tells me about. So I wanted to share a few of them with you as we start off about mothers. So the mother who gives birth to the largest baby on earth is a mother elephant. Wait for it, you guys. After enduring 22 months of pregnancy, 22 months of pregnancy. Where are my pregnant moms in here? Okay, 22 months. She gives birth to a 200-pound blind calf. Talk about sacrifice. Polar bear moms put on about 400 pounds. <laughs> so when you think you're 35 or 40 is kind of rough, just think about the polar bear, okay? 400 pounds. If she doesn't actually double her weight, the baby just gets reabsorbed in her body. Gross, I know. But 400 pounds, you guys. A mother orangutan never puts her babies down and nurses them for six or seven years. The longest mother-baby relationship <laughs> dependence of any animal on earth. And I did a little bit more research and discovered that Miss Vyasilev of Russia gave birth to 69 children. This is a person. 69 children between the years of 1725 and 1765. That does not seem nearly like enough time to give birth to 69 children. And by the time your child hits their second birthday, you will have endured approximately 7,300 diaper changes. 7,300 diaper changes. Talk about sacrifice. But love does, right? It's an action word. Love does. It's an action word. So let's, let's do this. Raise your hand. How many of you would say that you want love? Loving, lovingly, you want more love in your life. Raise your hand. All right. Now, who doesn't want love? I'm pretty sure all of you raised your hand in the first. Okay. So we can agree that most of us want love, right? Today, what I'm going to do is tell you about how you can have more love. How many of you think that there needs to be more love in the world, in your heart, in your family, in, at your job, all these different things? What about, here's the cool thing though, is that you can do that. You can add more love into those environments right now, and it starts with sacrifice. There we are, back to that word again. You can contribute to it, and it's completely 100% in your control. 
Since I love questions, got one more for you guys. How many of you would be excited and jump at the chance to give up all adult conversation with for the next two years with somebody who cannot even walk? Would anybody be excited about that? No. Okay. Or how many of you guys would be excited to say, yes, I just want to give up my favorite restaurant, and we're going to go to your favorite restaurant that I really don't like, but I'm really excited to do that. It's not CeCe's Pizza. <laughs> Just for the record, CC's Pizza is not my favorite place. That is his favorite place. But we do it anyways. If we're being real with ourselves and you think about sacrifice, we can laugh at these things. But the reality is, is that sacrifice is not fun. It's not something that we usually throw ourselves into and say, I can't wait to give up everything that I love Everything that I want for myself, I'm just so excited to do that. That's just not something that we do. It's not something that we have to have in our lives from our perspective. But the definition of sacrifice is to surrender or to give up for the sake of something else, which is definitely not something that we see a lot today in culture. Giving up something that is not going to immediately benefit ourselves. It's not what we want. It's not what is comfortable. It's not what is easy. But for the sake of someone else, we do it because love does. And while it isn't always ideal, sacrifice produces a tremendous blessing. And it is the vehicle by which God can bring tremendous blessing into our lives. And sometimes it's giving somebody something that they don't deserve. And that's hard. But if I remember correctly, you guys raised your hand and said that you want more love, right? Right? Okay. All right. Hebrews 12 says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. NLV says, for the joy awaiting him. And so, if you look at that, for the joy set before him, which means he's not, in, not experiencing joy right then. There's joy awaiting him, and there's joy coming, but he's not experiencing joy. We're not experiencing joy right then. He's not there yet. And if you're a note taker, I want you to write this down. This is our big idea for today. Sacrifice is not a joy, but the result is. The result sure is, you guys. Sacrifice isn't something that's fun. It's something that is necessary. And ultimately, that produces joy when we fix our eyes on Jesus. Joy is produced when we fix our eyes on Jesus, not on our circumstances, not on those who have hurt us, not on those who are really annoying us. But joy is produced when we focus on Jesus. It's not doing what is fun. It's doing what is necessary. And I don't know about you, but as a mom, a four-hour conversation with somebody who knows three syllables is not something that I would consider to be fun. But it's necessary to your child's development, right? And I know here that not everybody's a parent. So how many of you guys would say you like a clean house? All right? I used to have a dog, and sometimes I would come home. Oh, I still have a dog, but this was a different dog. I used to come home, and there would be trash all over the floor, 
You guys have been in this place, right? And you're like, this darn dog, like got into the trash. It is all over. Now, the last thing I'm going to do is leave the trash there. Why? Because I like my house to be clean, and I don't like my house to smell like trash. So I'm going to have to pick up the trash, which is not a fun thing to do, but I pick it up because I like having a clean house. We endure things that are nasty, that sometimes smell gross, that are not fun to do for the joy set before us because the outcome is clean. The outcome is good. The outcome is something that is desired. And for some of you, maybe that's your job. Maybe you don't really like your job, but you know that every other Friday you're going to get a paycheck. And so for the joy set before you, that is payday, you show up to your job every day, right? Are you guys awake? Okay. You show up, hopefully you show up to your job every day. It's not fun, but you do it. And sacrifice is so much like that. There are things that we have to temporarily say, I'm going to do this. It's not, it's going to cost me something and it's going to challenge me and it's going to allow me to grow. It's going to require that I give but I do it because I know in the future there's something good coming for me. I know that there's payoff in that. But for the joy set before me. Some people here go through years and years and years of college and training and practicing and studying to get the job that you want. You sacrifice sleep so that you can study and prepare for your tests and all these different things for the joy set before you. There are some of you who run into burning buildings or who are police officers who's literally put your lives on the line every single day for people for the joy set before you. You're saving lives and you do it for the joy set before you because there's a reason and there's a payoff and there is a purpose behind it. Some of you show up here really early to set up for church This place does not look like this when you walk in here and you sacrifice going to bed, hopefully at a decent time on a Saturday night, so that you can show up here and allow people to experience God. That is a big deal. Now, I've been there. I know that every Sunday morning I don't wake up and I'm like, woohoo, we're doing this. It's 7 o'clock and I need to be at church right now. And I'm not always excited about it, but I do it because I know there's a greater purpose for the joy set before me and the payoff is going to be worth it. As parents, we must feed our children and clothe them and make sure they're taken care of. But the parenting essential that tops the list is sacrifice. You guys know when you're sitting there draining snot out of someone's nose (laughs) or having just getting peed or, you know, puked on your new outfit that you just bought and you're ready to go to church, that is sacrifice, all right? You do it every day. And these are tangible things that we can see every day that need to be made mostly on a daily basis, even though we don't always see what it's producing. What we see is the dirty outfit, okay? We don't always see what it's producing. It's almost impossible to see that on the daily basis, but you're doing it for a reason. Maybe you've tithed because you should. Maybe you've tithed and you haven't seen where God is providing and giving back to you yet, but for the joy set before you, you do it. Or maybe you have been disciplining your child and your child is still as bratty as ever (laughs) running around this place, but for the joy set before you, 
And maybe you can't see the change every day, but it is coming. The reward is something that is long-term. Over time, it's hard to see, but you do it because it matters. And we usually want to see results right away, right? We live in a very microwavable society. If we do something, we want to see the results of it right away. So sometimes this is hard for us. You know, you know that time when you walk in and you want your boss to notice you at work and you've been there for five years and the first person who walks into the corner office gets the promotion. You know how that hurts sometimes. What about when it comes to our emotions though and our attitude sides of sacrifice? A lot of times, the way that we respond is really saying, I'm more concerned for me right now than I am for the future good that's to come. And we might not think that right away when it's happening, but that's really what we say sometimes. You know those times when you just have to have your way, when you just have to have your two cents put in, when you just have to have your way proven or shown right or proving yourself. And this is where we get stuck. You guys, this is where we get stuck. Our pride gets in the way. Our need to be right gets in the way. Our need to justify why we're not sacrificing something gets in the way. Our hurt can get in the way because we're usually more about being in the moment and what I'm getting in this moment and what I feel in this moment and pleasing myself in this moment that I'm not usually considering about what's to come, considering what's to come. But here's really the key. Here's really something that we have to know when it comes to sacrifice. Why does it matter that we sacrifice? And it's because there's so much that God wants to give us that is tied to our willingness to die to ourselves. And church, the truth is what you hold on to is what you're going to grow into, okay? If you hold on to that one time that Susie didn't say hi to you at church, you're going to grow some bitterness in that heart. What you're not willing to give up affects things. You know, when you, if you hold on to that time that your father, mother left you, or you hold on to that time that your expectations were not met, that's going to affect the direction that you're going. What you hold on to is what you grow into. Hebrews 12 says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Every effort. Make every effort. It doesn't say when you feel like it, you should probably try a little bit. It doesn't say, you know, it's not selective. Every effort means every effort. So let me think about this. If it means every effort, what effort can I not be giving to making peace with everyone? If the effort that you're currently putting into holding a grudge on somebody that you, you know, hurt your feelings three years ago, are you making every effort to live in peace with that someone? Or what about that effort that you're putting into not talking to somebody who wronged you? Every effort, okay, so every effort, 
Oh, but Heather, you just don't understand. You don't know my situation. I don't want to do that. Like, if I did that, I would be saying that they were right. Every effort. Heather, you don't know. They hurt, they hurt me so bad. They crossed the line. If you had a day to sit down and talk, Heather, I would love to tell you how I cannot make every effort to make peace with everyone. Are you making every effort to live in peace with everyone? Every effort. All right. Every effort. So that means that when my best friend and my husband had an affair that resulted in a child and lied and betrayed me and basically stomped on my life, that that means that I have to put every effort into living at peace with them? All right. Every effort. It means even when that happens. You guys, almost seven years ago, which feels like an eternity ago, (laughs) I was married for almost eight years to the father of my child, and everything was going great. And I found out that the father of my child, my husband of almost eight years, had been having a several-year affair with one of my very best friends. And I had a choice to make. My life literally changed in a second. In a second. You talk about lied to. You talk about betrayed. You talk about somebody losing your trust. You talk about trying to live at peace with somebody. Come on, give me a break. (laughs) Okay? We found out, went on to find out that there was a child that was birthed out of that affair who I, you know, as a stay-at-home mom, took care of this child through this mom's baby shower all the long to find out that it was my husband who fathered this child. And as you can imagine, I had a couple decisions to make, all right? There's a lot of things that I could have held on to that I would grow into, but I said no. All right. There is somebody, though, who made the ultimate sacrifice for me, which allowed me to sacrifice over and over and over again for my child. And that's Jesus. He made the ultimate sacrifice for me. He made the ultimate sacrifice for you. And we're called to model that. When I didn't think I could stand anymore, it was my spiritual family that held me up. It was knowing that for the joy set before me, I was allowed to sacrifice, and I could sacrifice, and I could choose to do that. It says every effort, it's not just when something happens to you. It's a continual thing. It's when I have to go see her. It's when I have to hand my child off to them. It's when we have to go to second grade graduations together. Or when we have to look at, I have to look at family pictures from vacation that they went on. Or when my son talks about his brothers. Or when I have to see them at soccer practice and games. Or when I have to write her name on the emergency contact list for my child at school, which is now my last name. Every effort. It is a continual decision, every effort to live in peace with everyone. That everyone doesn't allow you to be, be, be selective. It doesn't allow you to be selective. And I'm not saying any of this to say, look at me at all. I am saying, but when we fix our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy set before him, that is where we have the power 
for the joy set before us. You may not have had a situation like mine, but every single one of you has been in a position where you have to make the choice to sacrifice things that you thought you were going to have, expectations that you had, attitudes and responses in which you need to deal with people. Mine is not any greater than yours. Yours is a very real thing on a daily basis. Oh, and by the way, every effort means I have a thankfulness at wall, wall at home. Guess whose name is on it? Hers. Because my child put it up there. And was I going to say, oh, no, you can't put that up there? No, I have to sacrifice my feelings and my emotions every day to say, that's awesome, buddy. We should be thankful for her. which is true, every effort. This is every effort. Here's the reality of what I'm doing with what was done. This is how we respond to it because of Jesus, because we choose to fix our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Love is in action. It requires me to sacrifice. Love does. It requires you to sacrifice. Do you understand how bitter I want to be? Do you understand how angry I want to remain every day? Because trust me, that sounds a lot more fun than sacrificing what I want. There are so many moments where I have to literally call Amy and say, this is what I want to say, but this is what I'm going to say. Okay? Every effort. It sounds like a lot more fun than sacrificing, but there's a greater joy set before me, you guys. There's a greater joy set before you. The joy set before me for my destiny, for the condition of my soul, for the look in my son's eyes, for to be able to minister before teenagers, to be able to stand up here and share the gospel with a clean heart, for my own integrity, for my own emotional health. And I could be bitter, but for the joy set before me. And I could be angry, but for the joy set before me. And you, you could be bitter. You could. It's not fun. But for the joy set before you. And you could be angry. You could be really angry. But for the joy set before you. Doesn't mean I don't get bitter. Doesn't mean I don't get angry. Listen, I do not do this right all the time. We are people. But we choose continually over and over again to fix our eyes on Jesus. Do you know, you guys, how much joy I have today standing up here in front of you because I've chosen to do that, to fix my eyes on Jesus? And there are some of you here, and I know how it is, but you're focusing on circumstances, and you're choosing to focus on those who have wronged you. And you're choosing to focus on those who have hurt you. And you're choosing to focus just like a dog with a bone on something somebody said or something somebody posted or something somebody, you name it. You know what they are. We all have them. And I just want to encourage you today that if you fix your eyes on Jesus and you focus on him, there will be joy that comes. There will be joy that comes. But love is an action word, right? 
You can choose amidst those circumstances. I am going to sacrifice. I am not allowing bitterness in. Nope, for the joy set before me, that is not worth it. Every effort to live in peace with everyone. And when I fix my eyes on Jesus, I start listening to what God says instead of what I want. How many of you know a lot of times what we want is not the best thing for us? But when we start listening and adjusting and focusing on what God is saying to us, we start doing that instead of what we want. So every effort. You know, this is a scripture that to me several years ago really pushed me. And so for about two years after all of that happened, I hadn't seen her. And she was one of my very best friends. And I felt God just really prompting me to talk to her. And as you can imagine, there are a lot of things that I wanted to say. Um, But I knew that in that moment, I was in a place where whatever she said or did not say was not going to change what I was focusing on. Okay? And so I called her, or I texted her actually, and I said, hey, we need to meet. Like, we need to talk about this. (laughs) And she said, okay, let me know when you want to FaceTime or phone call. And I was like, no, 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 no. We are doing this in person. And so we met and talked, and for three hours, you guys, it was unbelievable. There were some things that were said, and it turned into a ministry opportunity for me. It ended with me looking at her in the eyes and saying, you're a daughter of the king. God has a purpose for you. And and I was like, really, Jesus, do I have to do this? (laughs) Do I really have to do this right now? But listening to what God said versus what I wanted to do, okay, And it turned into a position for Jesus to speak to her through me, to be an example to other people. Every effort, you guys, when you don't want to do it is when you should probably do it. Every effort. Are you making every effort to sacrifice? So so where are we? Okay. Guys, the truth is that sometimes we make more effort to find out the Wi-Fi password at the restaurant or more effort. We put more effort into, like, What am I going to put under this awesome picture that I just put 50 filters on? We put so much effort into that. Sometimes we put more effort into that than what we put into the condition of our own soul. Wow. Okay. We put effort into things that we care about. We put effort into things that we want to see. Do you want to see joy in your life? Are you making every effort to do that? Remember, there's so much that God wants to give us that is tied to our willingness to die to ourselves, to sacrifice. It says in Ephesians, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. So, As I read this, I think of get rid of, you know, when (laughs) my child sometimes brings in creatures, I'm like, you need to just get rid of that, okay? There was a time we went fishing, you guys, and we use worms for bait because you need bait to go fishing. And you can go to Walmart and buy like a $3 container of worms, and we used all of them but like three of them while we were fishing. And so the tackle box goes in the trunk, we're done with fishing, the worms go in there because I'm about to take everything out of there when we get home, but... My child was hungry, and there was a meltdown about to happen. So we ran in the house, and guess what I forgot in the trunk? You guys know? 
the worst. <laughs> okay, I live in Florida where it's really, really hot. And about two hours of dead worms in your trunk, not really a great smell. So the next day, we get in the car to go to school. And I'm like, Cage, oh. um, do you need to go potty? And he's like, no. I'm like, what on earth is that smell? Like, what is happening right now? And instantly he's like, Mommy, did you get the worms out of the trunk? And I was like, are you kidding me right now? This is disgusting. So I go into the house. I get, like, a Ziploc bag, a regular, like, Target bag, and I'm getting all these bags to go in there, open the trunk. It is awful. I think I almost died. And put them in a bag. I put, like, three bags on it, and we are driving, and I'm like, we are not putting that in our house. We are not putting that in our trash can. We are holding that out the window as we drive, no joke, to the nearest dumpster to go and get rid of these worms to get rid of the stench. The Bible says to get rid of, aggressively throw away. (laughs) Aggressively get the stench out. Do everything possible to get it out. It says get rid of bitterness and rage And anger, get rid of it. It doesn't just say, hey, you know, when you get around to it, you should probably not be bitter. It says get rid of it. When we choose not to sacrifice, we allow bitterness to creep in, you guys. And I know, I know you're over it and you don't care about it anymore. It's in the past. I just don't think about it anymore. I know. I've been there. But you just might have a little root of bitterness there. Bitterness has a dangerous root. And what a root does is it goes down. And it is the foundation of everything else that's produced. It goes down deep to the very core of who you are. And you can pretend like it's not there. If you go walk through a forest, you're not going to see all of the roots underneath the ground, but they're there. And if they're not there, you'll know because the tree will fall over, okay? Bitterness has a dangerous root. Listen to this. Bitter people, number one, justify their bitterness. Have you ever done that before? Because I have. Justify their bitterness. Bitter people become overly critical. Anybody ever been overly critical before? I have. Bitter people secretly, this is the one that gets me, (laughs) Secretly celebrate the misfortunes of other people. Ouch. You might be bitter if. Have you ever found yourself doing any of those? Because I have. I think most of us can say that we have. And that's not fun. It doesn't feel good. Um, Have you ever been working your job, like I said, for the five years and the new guy comes in and gets the promotion? Have you felt bitterness then? Have you ever had someone just be downright rude to you and you're still talking about it? Have you ever had a group project where you did all the work and that guy gets all the credit for it? How do you look at that person now? Or maybe that argument that you had with your spouse maybe on the way to church because that's real. 
that you never talked about and you went to sleep angry and now you're not addressing and over and over and over and over bitterness just creeps in and continues to creep in and it affects everything. Maybe you've expected something from somebody and it didn't go how you thought it was going to go. Roots absorb, bitter roots absorb, and they store, and they grow, and they produce something. Elena, could you come help me out? Awesome. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. So it gets rid of, it says, get rid of this, and then do this. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Did you know that you can actually choose to trade bitterness for wholeness and restoration, you can choose that. The circumstances don't have to be right for you to do that. In fact, they're not usually going to be, but you can choose that. No one else can choose it for you. What are you focusing on? It's easier to choose when you're focused on the joy set before you and when you're focused on what Jesus wants to do that is so tied to your willingness to sacrifice. This is not just about moms, you guys. We all face this. How do you do that? You continually choose to be focused on Jesus, not on your circumstances, not on your hurt. Am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. But I serve a God who is, okay? I know that I can trust God with this. I choose to sacrifice my wants and my desires for those of Gage, for those of my son, for those of the people around me, for my own soul, for my own relationship with God. Listen, you guys, giving up something is scary, especially when you're justified to hold on to things. It can be scary, and sacrifice will always cost you every time. That's by definition what it is. But you can trust God. You can trust God. I can trust God. Elena can trust God. You can trust God. You can trust God. If you walk away from with nothing else today, know that you can trust God with this. You can trust God with your sacrifice. Why is sacrifice at the top of the parenting essentials list? Because Jesus did it. He did it for you and he did it for me. He sacrificed the greatest sacrifice so that we could know him that we could be in relationship with him. Jesus was willing to submit to the will of God even when that submission required him going to the cross. Literally required him to die to himself. We sacrifice ourselves for our children so that they may live and grow and prosper and flourish emotionally, mentally, physically and spiritually? Are you sacrificing so that you can grow physically, mentally, emotionally? Are you doing that? Well-known author Tim Keller said this way, you can make, you can make the sacrifice or they're going to make the sacrifice. It's them or you. Either you suffer temporarily and in a redemptive way, or they are going to suffer tragically in a wasteful and destructive way. It's at least partly up to you. All real life-changing love is substitutionary sacrifice. As a parent, that hits me to the core. 
Sacrifice is something that purchases a blessing for those who come beyond it. It's for the greater good, sometimes for people who don't deserve it. Because of the joy that was set before him, he went there. So who in here wants to have love again? Okay. Now you know how. You can have love anytime you want. It starts with sacrifice. You can experience the real love of Jesus. It starts with sacrifice. You can experience more love in your home, in your marriage, at your job. It starts with sacrifice. You want more love in the world? It starts with sacrifice. Are you living and sacrificing your life and your emotions and your attitude in such a way that is teaching your children to love and serve God? Are you making every effort to live at peace, in peace with everyone, not just who it's easy to do that with? Are you making every effort? Are you focusing on Jesus today and are you willing to sacrifice? There's so much that God wants to give to you that is tied to your willingness to sacrifice. Let's pray. Jesus, I just thank you for today. Father, I thank you, God, that you, you paved the way, Jesus, with the ultimate sacrifice for the joy set before you. And Father, I just pray that you would touch the hearts of the people here. God, I pray that you would show them areas of their life, God, that that they need to sacrifice. God, that they need to turn over to you. And Father, I pray that we would make every effort, God, to live at peace with everyone. God, for the joy set before us, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.